You're listening to the Audacious Church Podcast. This message was recorded live at our Chester campus. We know this is a great investment into your life. So tune in, listen up and stay focused. For any more information, visit us online, audaciouschurch.com. Well, we're nearly at the end of this series, guys. And this week, we're focusing on the fields, the fields, um, all about the shepherds. But before we get into that, I want to take us back for a moment to Christmas 2006. I know, little Abby was six years old, and I had a great surprise on this Christmas, guys. It was awesome. Um, Christmas 2006, right, in my parents' um, living room they had this like I want to call it a coving I'm sorry anyone in the room that if that's wrong but it was like this like coving and on the wall they taped the whole thing with wrapping paper right so I was so excited I was like what am I gonna get for Christmas it's so so exciting come downstairs and the whole wall is like that part of the wall was wrapped in Christmas wrapping paper and I was like this is amazing it was like way taller than me I was so excited ready for the surprise right and then my parents were like, right, one, two, three, we'll count. And then you can all like rip it down. And it was like one of the best moments. I was like, Josh, we need to recreate that one day. It's awesome. And we, me and my sisters pulled down the wrapping paper and there was a piano. And I was so surprised, so excited. Has anyone else have a, ever had one of those amazing surprising moments over Christmas? Raise your hand where you've been surprised with an awesome gift. Come on, I'm so excited for this year now, even though I kind of know what I'm getting. Because when you turn into an adult, guys, you end up just deciding, don't you? And you know exactly what you're getting. So it's not as exciting, but I'm sure there's been a time in each of our lives where we've all been surprised, right? Am I right? Yeah, there's been a time in our lives where we've been surprised. And I love that in the story that it was a bit different to my surprise. I was so excited and I knew that there was something, you know, gonna happen. But the shepherds in the story, they had no idea what was coming. They were sitting there at a campsite on the field where they were looking after their sheep. And lo and behold, the angels appear and freak the living daylights out of them. It says in the Bible, they were terrified. They were absolutely terrified. I don't know about you, but terrified is a strong word. I mean, it's literally like, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. I am in shock. They were uncomfortable. Sometimes in our lives, there can be uncomfortable surprises, right? God can sometimes, you know, I mean, I've never had angels appear to me, so I can't say I feel the same as the shepherds, but sometimes surprises can be uncomfortable. But God always has a plan. He always has a plan. In this story, he had a plan, and the angel even said, do not be terrified. You know, when Joseph found out Mary was pregnant, it says in the Bible, that actually Joseph was trying to think of a nice way that he could like divorce Mary because he was so terrified, didn't know what to do, so surprised. And then the angel appeared to him as well. You see, God is a God of detail and he has always got a plan in the surprise. And today we're going to delve a little bit deeper. Who loved that message that Pastor Glynn um, did a little bit earlier on in the year about expect surprises? Expect surprises. I loved that so much. It was so refreshing to hear. Um, and today we're going to delve a little bit deeper into that on the story of the shepherds. Um, and you know, 
thinking back on surprises, God's surprises where he had a purpose, a reason. And sometimes we don't see that. Um, I was thinking back to um, when me and my family, we first came to Audacious, you know, we came and visited my um, mum's cousin's um, babies. I'm getting there. Um, back, no, dedication. There we go. We got there. We got there. Um, and um, we visited and me and my sisters fell in love with the church. We loved it. And um, surprise, surprise, we moved to Manchester because we um, found and heard from God that we needed to move. We need to make a decision that this is where we're going to be planted. That was a surprise. God was in it. God was for it. But it was a surprise. 2019, meeting Josh. I was not looking for anyone. I was not looking for a guy in my life and that's what happened there you go he turned the corner <laughs> that was pretty great thank you um surprise literally there you go I don't need to say much more becoming youth pastors in 2021 that was a huge surprise I wasn't expecting that I love you guys um I wasn't expecting that it wasn't in my plan it wasn't in my mind um but God did it again he surprised us you know, our purpose is often found in the surprise church. In each of those moments, God had a plan. He had a purpose. Like I said before, God always has a plan. And there were surprises to me in my life and things that I wasn't expecting would happen. But God had a purpose. And, you know, as I'm talking about surprises, maybe 2022 was the year of um, unwanted surprises for you. Can I be real with you today, church? Maybe this year there were some surprises that happened that you weren't expecting that you didn't want. We can be real today, right? Can I tell you today that the story is not finished yet? God is not finished yet. God has a plan. He has surprises for you. And we're going to delve, like I said, a bit deeper into that today. And I'm excited for the faith and the expectation that is going to raise in the room because of that. And 1 Corinthians 2 verse 9, it says, However, as it is written, what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, and what no human mind has conceived, the things that God has prepared for those who love him. Audacious Church, Chester, get ready for the God surprise. God has good things stored up for you. What no mind, what no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived. They're surprises. God has surprises for us. Maybe that's healing. Maybe it's financial provision. Maybe it's family members that you've been praying and praying for to come back to church. We were praying in our prayer meeting this morning that we're believing that the prodigal sons and daughters are going to return home. Come on. In January, we're going into our term of miracles, believing, like Lee said, for miracles, standing in faith together for miracles. Let's believe that God is going to surprise us in unexpected ways. That can only be him. That can only be him. What I love about the story of the shepherds is there's so much we can learn from it. I feel like before now, I've kind of just skimmed past the story. You know, we can do it every year, right? Where we kind of just like, yeah, yeah, I know it, I know it. But what I love about this series, I think it's one of my favorite Christmas series, is that we're delving deeper, we're going further, and we're unlocking truth that God has for us within the stories, right? So I have three points I want to share with you on surprises. Number one, say with me, number one. Number one, you can be loud, Audacious Church. Number one, that's it, there you are. Surprise finds you in the shadows. Surprise finds you in the shadows. You see, shepherds, they were on the fringes of society. It kind of shows it on this picture in the background here. They would live in the hills, away from the town. 
And in Jewish society, they were the lowly. They were given no attention. They weren't among the elite. They were kind of like the lowest of the lows. They were seen as unclean, often dirty to people as well in Jewish society. It was highly likely that the shepherds felt unwanted. They felt like they lived in the shadows, unnoticed, unwanted. You see, God could have announced the birth of Jesus to, through high priests. He could have, you know, gone to someone else greater, you know, someone higher up that could have told more people. Like, but he chose the shepherds, the lowest of the low in Jewish society at the time. He sent an angel to them. You see, there's a pattern throughout the Bible, and I love it. God is such a good storyteller, and I love it in the Bible that he always creates such a beautiful story. And there's different characters in the Bible, like Moses. He had a speech impediment. He was a murderer. Yet God said, surprise, you're about to lead my people out of Egypt. And one thing I love as well is that he was actually a shepherd when God spoke to him. How cool is that? Rahab, she was a prostitute. God said, surprise, I want you to save the lives of three Hebrew spies. David, a lowly shepherd boy, unwanted, unnoticed. God said, surprise, you're about to be one of the greatest kings in biblical history. Come on, you're going to slay Goliath. Come on. Jesus, he came into the world as a defenseless baby. In a, in a, barn full of animals and dirt, lowest of the low, right? Jesus, the savior of the world. Come on. You see, something happens in the shadows. It's not just that God has surprises for us there, but something happens that can't always happen in the light. There's a refining, there's a, a shifting process, right? God does something in that place that he can't always do in the light because there comes a place of like desperation, it looks different in dis different situations, right? But I've just said there's different characters in the Bible that God uses. And I'm sure they went through a time in their lives of a shaping, almost like, you know, like you're a rock and God's like chipping edges off, like genuinely shaping because there's a reason why they're in the shadows, whether that was because they were like the shepherds, lowly or whatever, but something happens that can't always happen in the light. And Isaiah 49 verse two says, he has made my mouth like a sharp sword. In the shadow of his hand, he has concealed me. He has also made me a select arrow. He has hidden me in his quiver. I'm going to read that again. He has made my mouth like a sharp sword. In the shadow of his hand, he has concealed me. He has made me a select arrow. That's like a refining, right? He has hidden me in his quiver. Maybe you found yourself in a season of being in the shadows. Maybe you've, like I said, had a year that was unexpected. Maybe you've spent a season where you felt like God was refining you, but you don't know if it was quite a good thing yet or not. Can I be honest with you? Sometimes it's uncomfortable, right? Well, today I want to tell you, God is saying the surprise is coming. It's time to step out of the shadows. It's time to step out of the shadows. Surprise can be found in the shadows. Come on. Number two, say with me, number two. number two. Surprise finds you in your faithfulness. Luke 2 verse 8 says, That night the shepherds were staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. They were being faithful. They were being faithful to what they had. Sheep being faithful to what they had. They were sat there tending to their sheep. You see, God 
out of the ordinary can do the miraculous. Out of the faithful, out of the despite what happens, can do incredible things. You see, the funny thing about sheep, right, is they're not very clever. They're pretty clumsy, right? If you've ever been around sheep for long enough, you'll realize they're quite dumb. If one, if one eats grass, the other will eat grass. I mean, we'll go as far as say, if one just decided, oh, I'm gonna walk off that cliff, the other one will walk off that cliff. Like, they're not that clever. It's like herd mentality, right? And I don't know about you, but that kind of, not completely true, we're not sheep, but it sounds similar in terms of our world, that in some ways it's this herd mentality of, the news says panic, so I'm gonna panic. Someone told me this thing, so I'm gonna react the same way. Like the crowd does this, so I'm gonna follow. Like this herd mentality, and it can be easier to stay there sometimes than actually face what God has for us and truly believe in what God has for us and be faithful to what God has for us. You see, God is calling us to be faithful. There's two really quick lessons I just um, wanna share with you guys through the story of the shepherds that I love within that faithfulness. One being um, that the example of being faithful in every season. And you see the shepherds, um, they would wear this, it was called a shepherd's garb and it was um, the clothes that they would wear and the undergarment, I'm checking I get this right because I don't want to get it wrong, sorry guys. Undergarment was made of cotton, fastened around the waist with leather, and the outer garment was made of camel's hair. And you see this garb, the shepherd's garb, was durable in every season. And I love this because it shows in the same way they were faithful to what they had, they were prepared for every season so they could be faithful in every season. And I love that lesson that actually God is saying, be faithful in every season, even when you feel like you don't wanna to come to church. Be faithful in every season, be faithful to God, not to people around you, to God in all seasons. Hebrews 12 verse two says, let us keep our eyes fixed on Jesus, on whom our faith depends from beginning to end. He did not give up because of the cross. On the contrary, because of the joy that was awaiting him, he thought nothing of disgrace of dying on the cross. And he is now seated at the right hand of God's throne. Come on. He was faithful. Jesus is faithful. You see, in the valleys or the mountaintops, audacious church, we need to be a faithful church, faithful individuals, not led by feelings like society tells us, not led by what other people say, but faithful in every season to God. Not to me, not to Lee and Lausanne, but to God, faithful to Jesus. Awesome. Another lesson that we can learn about being faithful is being faithful to what God calls us to. Luke 15 verse four says, suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Doesn't he leave the 99 in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? Being faithful to what we're called to. What is it in your life that God is asking you to be faithful to, to what he's called you to? You know, last week when Josh was preaching, we prayed for a word from God a word that we could stand on, something we can be faithful to, saying, God, in this season, I'm gonna stand on this word that you've given me. What is it in our lives that we can be faithful to? Come on. You see, there's been moments in mine and Josh's life where we've had to um, 
make a like action of faithfulness. Choose God in each situation. There's a couple of stories that I thought I'd share with you. Back in, um, I think it was 2019, I think when we were in, going into second year of college, and we were making the decision at the time, actually, both of us separately, uh, whether we were going to do the second year of college. And Josh, at the time, was on... Um, uh, he was on holiday, sorry, um, in France, and he was deciding whether or not to do second year. And he was kind of toying with God because his car had recently broke down. He didn't have a car. And he was like, God, if I'm going to do second year, I need a car. I need to have a car to get to Manchester because I live in North Wales and I need to drive to Manchester. And he was kind of, you know, toying and throwing with God. And then um, I remember being on the phone to him, talking to him about it and everything. And um, he got to the point where he was like, I feel like God's told me I just need to be faithful. I just need to do college, whether I have a car or not. Like, he's going to figure that out. I just need to do college. Um, and on his way back home from France, he was sat in the airport and his friend gives him a call and says, Josh, mate, I just feel like God's told me that I need to give you my car. What? How incredible is that? Like faithfulness. God saw that faithfulness and was like, don't worry about it. Don't think about it. I've got you. Another one was um, the past year just gone at the end of last year. Josh and I were both praying together um, for job provision. We were in a season where we were like, we're living on like just enough God and we just, we need job provision in this area. Um, I was current at the time I was working um, about an hour away traveling back and forth it was kind of wearing away at me and we were like God like we're believing for job provision and we were praying and praying and praying that by the new year something would change and um, incredibly on um, the 31st of December Josh got a call from a family member who was starting up a business at the time and he was like oh, I'd love to offer you a job part-time job that he could do alongside church which was incredible and then come March I also got offered a brand new job in Chester which was just awesome and God was faithful because we chose to be faithful we put him first audacious church it is so important but valuable that we are faithful, faithful to God, faithful to what he calls us to, faithful in every season. You see, maybe this year for you has been a struggle, maybe it's been a fight, but be encouraged, stay faithful. The surprise is coming. God is about to move. God is about to do the miraculous. Number three, surprise finds you in your fear zone. Ooh. Surprise finds you in your fear zone. See, I love comfort. I love getting home from work, sitting on the sofa, eating loads of food, watching Netflix, unhealthy lifestyle. I love it. I love spa days. I'm craving a spa day at the moment. I love spa days just to relax, switch off, be comfortable. But your calling is not found in comfort. Can I be real with you? Calling is not found in your comfort zone. You see, when um, I said before, when we decided to move to Manchester as a family for church, it was not comfortable. It was not, not a comfortable time. I literally remember I had to stay at a friend's house because I couldn't cope with the idea of moving away and moving away from my friends. It was not a comfortable time, but God was calling us and we had to step out of our fear zone, out of the comfort zone deciding to move to Chester campus. It was nerve wracking for me. I'd been in Manchester since I was a kid, you know, knew everyone, had friends there, but God was calling me. He was calling me out of the comfort zone into a new space. 
You see, more often than not, your calling can be found just on the other side of the fear zone or within the fear zone, right? Because if someone had told me a couple of years ago that, say like 10 year old Abby would be stood here talking to you today, I literally probably would have cried. <laughs> like it, I was not that person. I am not a um, extrovert like my husband. Um, I'm not that person, right? I feel like Malcolm can testify. I don't know where you are in the room, but I've, yeah, <laughs> I've spoken to Malcolm so many times. He's like, I can't believe you're talking up there because that's not the kid that I knew. But genuinely, if someone said that to me, I just wouldn't have believed it. But I had to step out of the fear zone. I had to step out of the comfort zone and step into what God had for me because he called me. He asked me. I had to step out of my fear zone. Luke 2 verse 9, you see the shepherds as well, they had to step out of their fear zone. You see, it says, an angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them. They were terrified, but the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I will bring you good news. You see, it goes on further to say, when they had to step out of the fear zone, verse 16, so they hurried off. They hurried off. They realized they had to get out the fear, the fear zone, the comfort zone, where they knew everything. They knew how to look after the flock of sheep. They had to step out of the comfort zone. And you know, our first response needs to be to run to Jesus. To step out of the comfort zone, we need to run to Jesus. It says in Hebrews, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and the perfecter of our faith. We have to fix our eyes on Jesus. We have to run towards Him. We have to fix our eyes on God. I don't know about you, but there's been seasons in my life that I've been in where everything else feels like it's shouting around me. There's like a cloud in front of me. And I'm like, Abby, keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. Keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. Keep running, keep walking, keep moving. Keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. Audacious Church, Chester, I don't know where you find yourself today. Can I encourage you? Keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. Whatever this year has looked like, when I was thinking this week and praying about this word that I felt like God had said, I felt like He was mainly putting people on my heart where you've had um, surprises this year that were unexpected. Surprises that have kind of changed your course a little bit. Surprises that were painful. Surprises that have left you overwhelmed. Can I encourage you? God is a God of surprises. God is a good God. It says in the Bible that He's a good shepherd. And Psalm 23 puts it so beautifully. It says, The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right path for His name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. How beautiful is that Psalm? It paints it so perfectly that God is a good shepherd. He has good things for us. He refreshes our soul. He gives us peace when we need peace. He gives us joy when we need joy. 
God is a good God. Can I just declare that over whatever surprise may be in your life that has been unexpected, that has been tough, overwhelming. God is a good God. He has good things for you. And I'm believing that you are just on the cusp of the God surprise, the God surprise, the good things that He has in store for you. See, He's going to surprise you in the shadows, in areas of your life that you think haven't been seen. He's going to surprise you in your faithfulness. If you keep going, keep being faithful, and He's going to surprise you in your fear zone if you step out of your comfort zone. God is a good God. Audacious Church, I would love it if we could just stand together in this moment. I want to pray for us and just take a moment to rest in God's presence. I want to read, um, it's okay, you can leave it there for a moment. Thank you, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to read Psalm 23 just one more time and then I'm going to pray for us. Just believe that God is going to speak through that. I would love it right now if you could close your eyes. It's just to create space for you to just think about you and God, to not be distracted by things around you, but hear what God is saying. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right path for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil and my cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days, all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Father, we thank you that you are the good shepherd. God, we thank you that you are a faithful God. Father, right now, you know every hair on our head, you know every thought in our mind. And God, I know that you know things that I don't. And you know what's happened, Father, in each of our lives this year. Father, we, before we step into the new year right now, God, we thank you for who you are. God, we thank you for the good things that have happened. But Father, within the unexpected surprises, Father, we choose you. God, we choose to be faithful, to be faith-filled and be faithful. Lord, we're excited. We're expecting for the surprises that are coming. But Father, right now, I just pray that you would bring peace. Peace where peace is needed. Maybe it's healing. Father, I pray that you would bring healing right now. Father, we thank you for who you are. We thank you for your peace in every situation. Right now, would you just raise your hands? I want us to take this moment. I really feel like God just wants to bring his peace to situations, bring comfort. He is the good shepherd. God is faithful. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for listening to this Audacious podcast. For any more information, visit us online, audaciouschurch.com. We'd love for you to join us at one of our campuses, Manchester, Chester, or online every Sunday, 10 a.m. and 12 p.m. 